uh, I'm a big believer in the you know give before you get approach. And so, yes, I wanted to get people on, onto my list, but I wanted to give them something. And uh, I think a webinar is the best way to give something. This is the Mad Lemmings podcast, episode number 10. Welcome to another episode of the Mad Lemmings podcast. I'm Ashley Fawkes, your host. And for those of you who've been listening into the Mad Lemmings podcast before, I want to thank you for your continued participation in our community and hope you're getting a lot of good information out of it as I am as a podcaster myself. I'm also learning from the guests I have on and we're going to continue that in the future, only getting on really cool guests with lots of great actionable tips and information to share. And that's continuing today, of course. But before I get into that, I just wanted to quickly go over what I was doing on the weekend, which was participating in the WordCamp here in Switzerland. I think it was the first one, actually, or at least it was the first one for me. And WordCamps are a WordPress-held event uh, that happen all around the world, and basically WordPress enthusiasts get together, people who develop websites, people who work with WordPress. So you've got people from programmers to content marketers, social media experts, giving presentations. It was a full day and uh, it included lunch and a lot of sponsored stuff going on. There was a free beer event afterwards, which was really cool. I got to network with quite a few people, which is great for my business because I don't know so many people in Switzerland. And uh, yes, I hooked up with a few people and that was really cool and heard some good presentations. And all of that was only 40 bucks. That was really crazy. So the sponsors and WordPress sponsoring as well, that's really fantastic. They give a lot of great information. And if you want to check some of that out, I'm not sure if the presentations from the Swiss uh, gathering were on there. It's all in English and uh, it's on wordpress.tv. So all previous presentations from around the world are also on there because they record all of them. So that's really cool. I've been checking that out this morning and also yesterday. And there's some great presentations on there from some of the US presentation. There's also uh, WordCamp Europe, where you can get some great stuff. So if you're looking for some great resources with some great presenters who are in the blogging and social media community, check out wordpress.tv. That's really cool. And the person who put me onto that is actually today's guest. That's Sarah Santa Croce. She lives here also in Switzerland, in Lausanne, which is the French part. And uh, she's really into LinkedIn, and that's what I've talked to her about in the past. So if you haven't listened to that episode and you're interested in LinkedIn, then I definitely recommend you take a listen to that because Sarah has five years of uh, expert knowledge to share with us. But today I got Sarah on the program because she's also really good at something else, and that's webinars. She's been doing webinars for years as a way to give back to her community and also drive business and traffic to her website. And given that today we're actually in an age of overkill in terms of opt-ins and ebooks and giveaways it's really hard to get people to opt into your list and so I've been thinking about this and I thought I'd get Sarah on selfishly to talk to her for myself but also to share with you guys her information about how to start thinking about webinars the technologies available uh, what sort of calls to action you could use at the end of that and, and basically the whole package how to how to do webinars and so, sh- Excuse me, Sarah shares a lot of great information and we've kept this one down to about 25 minutes because this morning I had some major mic difficulties and so our 45-minute 
webinar um, discussion was scrapped and we did another call again this afternoon and Sarah was great enough to give me her time to do that. So this is take two of the webinar discussion with Sarah Santa Croce. Here we go. All right, thanks for joining me again, Sarah. We're we're on number two today, people. We had some problems this morning and we're trying again for a second time. So thank you, Sarah, for your time yet again. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me again. Yes, we're gonna try. We're gonna try again to talk about uh, webinars. This morning, I asked uh, Sarah onto the podcast to give us her knowledge on uh, webinars because she's been doing it for a number of years and has a lot of experience. So. We'll certainly see what Sarah can teach us. And uh, yeah, let's begin. Sarah, uh, what would be your motivation, I would say, to, that you started webinars in, in the first place? Um, I think I started uh, getting into wedding webinars about two and a half, three years ago when I really wanted to you know, go into this direction of, of running an online business. Uh, as you, Ashley, I'm based in Switzerland, as you know, our world is rather small. So um, in order to kind of increase that reach and get people from all over the world, I realized that webinars is a great way to do this. And so I started looking into the technology and what it takes to run a webinar. It was very intimidating for me at the beginning, but I thought, well, this is the way I have to do it. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. I think what you need to realize when you run webinars is that you kind of have to have already an idea of, first of all, what it is you want to do, um, and then, but also like in terms of presentation and content, but then also what do you want your audience to do with this information? Uh, are you just running webinars to um, kind of run uh, or build a relationship with the audience, or do you want them to? buy a product at the end of your webinar or do you want them to just sign up to your email list really kind of already ahead of time have a plan and not just go in there and say oh i'm just going to run uh, some webinars and uh, you know i think the worst webinars are the ones where it's just um, a sales pitch after sales pitch and people think that they're going to invest their time and learn something and then all they learn is about the person and how good they are and all the uh, certifications they have and all that. So um, that's, yeah, so, so getting back to what do you have to do before you get started is having a, a, a plan in place about the content you want to share and realize that you want your uh, viewers to take an action and then what, what action it is that you want to take them. Yeah, it's actually an interesting point because I've heard a lot of complaints on email lists for exactly the same thing, which is, and I'm on some of them as well now. I think I've been getting some emails from a particularly famous person recently, and I don't blame them for it, but it's been eight emails or something in the last two weeks about a new product, and it's starting to get a bit old. It's kind of like, okay, you normally give me a lot of value, so I'm willing to forgive you, but it's sort of starting to get to the point where I'm about to unsubscribe because... Yeah. Okay. Time is running out. Subscribe to my offer. Yeah. Great. Okay. But you know, and I think with webinars, that's even probably more important because someone's not just getting a bunch of emails they're ignoring, but they're investing potentially half an hour, an hour of their time. And if they, in 15 minutes in, they still haven't heard anything apart from how amazing you are, then, then what's the point? And actually I heard something recently from a quite famous webinar guy, or at least quite successful. I don't think he's that famous, but he said he doesn't really pitch anything. 
he does, he says, look, I'm going to give you an hour of awesome content. And at the end, I'm going to tell you where you can go for more information. Mm -hmm. And that is then something to buy, but he doesn't talk about it like that. It's basically just an extension of what he's given you. I've given you great stuff. My intention is to give you great stuff. And if you want to take it further, you can get in touch with me. Exactly. I think that's the, the, the end. Uh, so yeah, either you do that way and then your pure goal is to really establish a relationship or you tell them up front, listen, I'm going to share some valuable content at the end of the call. I'm going to take two minutes out of your time and share some information about a product. Um, most people are okay with that if you've given them valuable content before. I think some of the big names out there, um, what bothers me about their webinar is that they go into this blah, 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 10 minutes of blah, blah, how great they are, and this is the company they worked with, and this is the uh, you know certifications. They, I'm like, well, by that time, I'm already bored, and I'm already switching off. Mm-hmm. If I signed up to your webinar, there's a very good chance that I did my homework, and I know why I've signed up to your webinar. So you don't have to tell me how good you are because I wouldn't be on the webinar if I didn't think that you have some some valuable content to share. Um, so I would suggest don't don't go into too much. Uh, you know, two minutes of intro is 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 enough, and then go into the content. That's why people are there. Yeah, I think it's similar in all content we do, right? Blogging and what it's nice to give a little bit of personal information to sort of solidify the relationship, but they're not there to hear about your weekend. And same with your uh, qualifications. So having a good idea of what you want to do on a webinar is obviously key. What you want to achieve, as you're saying, do you want subscribers? Do you want to just have a sales pitch? Do you want to just demonstrate your expertise? It could just be that you want to establish your expertise. And uh, okay, so moving on with with webinars, we're already diving into the, the details here. You This morning, when we already discussed this, we discussed some of the technologies and you talked about some of the options available from the more basic to the more up and coming. And we'll quickly go over that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so when I first got into webinars, um, the one that everybody talks about and uh, even now, three years later, is GoToWebinar. That's kind of the standard of the market. Uh, It's still a very robust uh, platform. However, uh, it's also quite clunky and I don't like the interface. Um, It's not great uh, because people have to install something on their computer um, as some kind of plugin or I don't know how you call it um, to to actually be able to view the webinar. Um, But if you're just starting out, um, that's a good option to go into um, their kind of like basic program, which is called GoToMeeting because you can then sign up for that for much cheaper. The, the regular GoToWebinar um, account is 99 US dollars. The GoToMeeting, I think, is 25 US dollars, but you're limited to 25 people uh, who can view the webinar. But it's a good way to kind of practice and get you know, accustomed with the technology. I was using, for my webinars, I was using instantpresenter.com. I like that platform because it has a much better chat functionality. GoToWebinar does not have a good chat functionality. People can only chat with the presenter and not uh, other people can't see what's going on in the chat. And I want my webinars to be a social experience. Um, I want people to see that there's some kind of connection going on, uh, you know, not only with me, but also among people themselves. 
So that's why I've used Instant Presenter. The other reason I used Instant Presenter is because it doesn't require an installation. It's web-based, and so you just send people to a link that opens, uh, you know, a new page, and they um, they go to to the webinar platform like that. Also, offers a much better recording than GoToWebinar. GoToWebinar's recording is is really difficult. It's hard to download and to do anything with it. They basically uh, own the content. There is ways to do it, but it's just like so complicated. So um, that's kind of, there's many more out there, many more um, webinar platforms out there. Now the trend um, is kind of to go, I think, away from these webinar platform providers um, because we have been introduced to Google Hangouts on Air. That's the new technology now, Google Hangouts on Air. Um, they are basically broadcasts, live broadcasts, where you have an unlimited um, number of viewers that can see your, your it's kind of like a television broadcast. And so um, up till now, it was not possible to have people sign up for that. It was just you know being publicly announced on Google+. However, uh, what we discussed this morning, there is now, um, you know, different platforms, but the most popular one probably is called Webinar Jam. Um, and that's a platform that now allows to kind of integrate the Google Hangout technology with a way to gather emails via yeah, email uh, list integration, uh, to have a chat functionality also within the webinar. And so I think for a lot of these big webinar people, that's the way they're going to go. They're going to use Google Hangout and um, maybe integrate it with some kind of uh, platform that allows the, the integration of email lists and, and chat functionality. And as we were also talking about this morning, that then integrates with quite a number of the list building or email service providers so you can then collect the lists, whereas GoToWebinar saves them on their system or something or you don't do you even see them on go to webinar you do but it does not automatically integrate with your list so people had to kind of come up with a sneaky way to have people sign up to the webinar and then sign up to the to the a weber list for example uh, which was not a problem for uh, people who were using mailchimp because they didn't require a double opt-in so you could just export the list from uh Go to webinar and import into Mailchimp, but um, you know, for most other lists, uh, it was it was kind of uh, annoying to have people to sign up twice, and most people actually didn't do it. So you lose your list basically, I mean, or you lose a lot of the people that you gathered yeah. for your webinar, and and also yeah. we were also discussing this morning. You've found that um, the list building potential of this kind of of service or online. Uh, promotion for yourself is fantastic that you get quite a lot of people signing up compared to a normal blog post email gathering numbers that you get and from what you were saying the numbers you were saying i think it's actually a really great way to to go about getting people on your list yeah and i think that brings us back to why i got started and that was one of the big reasons why i wanted to build my list and i wanted to uh, i'm a big believer in the you know give before you get approach and so yes i wanted to get people on onto my list but i wanted to give them something and uh, i think a webinar is the best way to give something and you know an ebook is nice but 
as we know, everybody gives eBooks now. So um, a podcast is a great way, but the webinar is probably at the top of the range there because not only do you share content, but you also show most of the times uh, you show your, your, your face and people can connect with you that way. So yes, that's how I got started. And, and it did, um, you know, build my list quite rapidly because if you promote it, well, obviously if you don't promote it, then, then it's not going to work, but you have to promote it just like you would promote any other event. And, um, and so you can really grow your list uh, quite rapidly that way. So how much promotion time do you give ahead of your actual event? I used to start out with, with a lot of promotion time, uh, you know, more than two weeks. But now people have such a short attention span that one week is probably enough. Okay. So you give people one week notice and you just promote the heck out of it during a week and you'll do fine. So you then promote it just as a plain uh, tweet or whatever, or do you do a specific blog post promoting it as well? or? Yeah, you can, well, pretty much everything you can think of. So that could be, you know, videos and tweets and, and blog posts. Uh, as you and I know, you know, blog posts, not just promoting the webinar, but picking one detail out of the content that you're going to share, write valuable content. And then at the bottom of the post, by the way, um, I'm, you know, promoting this webinar that is going to happen next week. And you can do a series of posts. Usually I do three posts leading up to a webinar and always have that sign-up box underneath the, the blog post. Um, yeah, and, and then you can do visuals on Facebook or, or Pinterest and, um, and LinkedIn, depending on the topic, of course, you're going to present during the webinar. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really a cool way because I've been reading some stuff from uh, Tim Bonner recently and he's – getting into the same um, mentality as well, which is building a plan, having a goal at the end of a series of blog posts, whether it's promoting sale of a specific item or keeping an idea in people's head for longer. And he hasn't gone to the actual position of, of having webinars, but I can see potentially that coming from the exact same mentality that he's adopting. And I think I'm also starting to adopt, which is, yeah, just posting whatever you can think of for the week or whatever isn't really achieving anything sure you're getting more shares and you're getting more readers but you're not reaching any actual goals and so yeah. i think in combination that sounds really powerful mm -hmm. exactly yeah it all fits into your overall yearly marketing plan um, you know ideally and i know you know for us things always change a bit but ideally you set up your plan over the, the, at the end of the year for the next year and you already know okay in june i'm going to have this in this webinar so leading up to that that's going to be my topic of the month. And, and uh, I think that would be the, the ideal way. And you're right, there should always be a call to action or, or even better over a certain amount of time like you just mentioned. Yeah. No, so, okay, so promotion, I mean, basically you're doing whatever is in your power to do with content-related content or related posts or just small. I think you were also, for ones that I was participating in when you were doing Hangouts, you were doing little small related videos posting those around and so forth. Okay, some cool ideas there. And then... Of course, just thinking of, of your previous uh, interview or podcast with Ron... Oh, Rob Hubbard. Yeah. Uh, Rob Hubbard. <laughs> Rob Coven. No, it was someone... Ron Sela, I think his name is. Oh, yeah, Ron Sela, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. He was talking about influencer marketing. Uh, of course, if you can get uh, a great guest onto your webinar 
and convince him or her to help you promote it. This, that's probably the most powerful thing you can ever do. So get a really popular guest or um, guest speaker onto your webinar and promote it together. Mm-hmm. That'll be that'll be. Yeah, I've seen something similar with uh, what Pat Flynn was doing with Lead Pages. He got the owner of of Lead Pages, Clay Collins, on, and then Clay gave all of his knowledge on Lead Pages, and then Pat promotes Lead Pages, and it's a double whammy from them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see the benefits there for sure. <laughs> and the other thing this morning we were talking about the, um, I mean, just quickly the prices um, of the different webinar services. I think it was, yeah, maybe you know off the top of your head. Um, yeah, so so GoToWebinar is is about ninety nine that uh, per month, so that's kind of the standard in the uh, in the industry, and depending on whether or not you're hosting a lot of webinars, uh, it might be worth it. But if you're just running one a month or one every two months, ninety nine bucks is you know quite the investment. And so this new uh, platform called Webinar Jam is. Um, they're actually charging a flat fee per year, um, and I think last time I checked it was 279 which obviously, considering that you can also have unlimited number of viewers, um, is a great deal because you pay once per year, and then you can run as many webinars as you want, and, uh, you know, if you do the math, it's going to be much less than, than yeah. 99 bucks. Yeah, about 25 or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite reasonable, and... That was a similar mentality I had when I got into lead pages. I started adding up all the costs and it was quite expensive, but they have a year discount as well. And then if you think, okay, if you're really going to use something like that for creating landing pages or sales pages and you use that again for your webinars, I mean, that's your webinar landing page system, right? And it takes you probably 15 minutes to whip up a brand new webinar page and then you send all of your sign-ups to that particular page and it takes 15 minutes and it's really a huge time saver and uh, yeah you end up paying i think for the full system something like 37 a month or something like that if you buy it on a yearly basis and it'll be interesting if you if you really do think you're going to do webinars which one you're going to choose because webinar jam lets you allow, allows you to do the exact same thing it creates webinar landing pages you uh-huh. know, in okay. a second so I'm actually, I don't know if I should say this on a public podcast, but I, I'm actually going to get rid of lead pages when it runs out and just use webinar uh, jam because that's really what I was looking for when I started with lead pages. Um, and now webinar jam replaces that. Okay. That being said, lead pages is still a very good product for bloggers who want to build their list. Yeah, I'm just not doing it um enough in order to really benefit from it yeah it's like any product you need to be using it right i mean lead pages is great for any kind of page i've found i've used it all over the place and yeah i mean if you're only doing one webinar landing page and your webinar provider is providing that for you then what's what's the point right i mean obviously you don't need duplication of costs (laughs) and so then back onto topics i mean we're also talking about just running through my list here of things i wanted to cover i mean topic finding i remember this morning we were also saying that not just chatting about a generic um, topic that will bore people who can find 50 posts on the same thing in 10 minutes on social media. It's not worth doing that on a webinar. Your advice was if you want to... Yeah, you you want to go into uh, some level of detail. Obviously, you don't want to share too much because then, uh, you know, people don't need you anymore. Um, 
but it's kind of like on a blog exactly you don't want to just come up with a blog that says you know this is why you should be on social media well everybody knows that already uh, you know give me the reasons why exactly or give me some kind of tips on how to use pinterest something a bit more specific rather than just this global giant topic that doesn't also doesn't you know um generate any any comments or contradictions or anything so um yeah that's what you want to cover in a webinar and, and make sure you share some really um, valuable action small action steps that people can take after they have um you know, attended your webinar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And I try and get out of all my guests in the podcast as well is, okay, this person knows more or less this topic, broad topic very well. And what are the things that we can learn from them and walk out of here today after this time listening and go ahead and implement what's the actionable tips. And I think that's why I love this discussion. And maybe I need to do more quick 20, 30 minute discussions is what can we do? So basically you're saying, pick your technology. Pick your topic and your call to action. What is it you want people to do at the end of it? So call to action may not make sense to most people, but do you want signups? Do you want them just to follow you? Do you want them to buy something from you? So quietly, subtly leading them to a sales page, not necessarily pushing stuff on them. So you want to have that in place. You want to know who your audience is. You want to promote to them using a variety of topics, whether it's two or three blog posts, a video, whatever. And then uh, I think the last thing we discussed this morning, which was uh, something that really made me think too, which is that webinars expose you to the people you've gotten to sign up. So you need to be really careful that you look professional. Did you want to quickly touch on what we were discussing there this morning? <laughs> yeah, basically we, we said, um, you know, you, you asked me if somebody wants to, you know, start doing a, a webinar tomorrow or, or next week, what should they do? And, and I told you that I, I refused a client who said, uh, you know, I have, to, uh, come, I have to host a webinar in two weeks. Can you help me? And I said, no, I can't uh, because uh, your reputation is going to be my reputation. Uh, if, you know, if your webinar uh, is going to go really badly, then, then I'm on the line too. So in the end, it, you need practice. Uh, I think it takes uh, at least three to four months um, of practice with webinars. If you're already comfortable with, you know, videos, if you're doing videos or, or other kind of presentations, you're a, a professional speaker, then, of course, it's a different story. But if you're just your traditional blogger and all of a sudden decide to do webinars, then you need to practice because these people are going to sign up. They want value and they don't want to be bothered by technology. Uh, people are forgiving, but they will still judge you and they will not say, oh, it's just a technology that didn't work. They will say, oh, Sarah's webinar sucked because I didn't even hear any sound or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So you need to be really comfortable with the technology and that needs practice. And so that's why I was saying that probably the best idea is to sign up for um, GoToWebinar or um, or practice with Google Hangouts if that's the way you're going to go. But you really need to practice with other people um, so that you are totally comfortable with the technology and you know how to handle any any uh, glitches because there will be glitches. And so you have always a backup plan. Yeah, like on this show, we had a massive glitch with my microphone this morning and then when I looked at the recording, it sounded horrible. So we're doing this again because to me that's 
not something I want to put my listeners through. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same with Hangouts. And I know you and you are doing Hangouts. You specifically did it as a trial with small groups. And there were not nothing serious happened, but you had a couple of minor issues. And, of course, you don't like that. And you don't want to present yourself as a, a webinar host with those kind of issues, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so basically, if people want to get into this, they should start small, maybe get a small group of forgiving people, maybe people they know really well who are interested in a topic, maybe discussing it with them, getting on a technology that's maybe cheap. Like you said, GoToMeeting is up to 25 people, so that's quite small because you also need to have a reasonable mic um, yeah, and make sure that that's working. I mean, I've had issues on the podcast with that. You know, you get reverberation in the room and... And uh, your desk might squeak. I've had to really seriously fix this desk before I started podcasting. I spent hours on that because it was squeaking and you can you can hear that. You know, you can't accept these things on an hour-long discussion, right? It's just not possible. And even if my chair here was creaking, you can't have that because you'll move and people will hear it and it's horrible. And as they say on all videos, sound is probably 80% of the video because if the sound's horrible, it doesn't matter what you can see. Without good sound, you're you're really in trouble. So, and um, of course, you have a good uh, mic as well. And I mean, it doesn't have to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You know, you can get an Audio Technica mic. I think it's the twenty twenty or the twenty oh oh five. And there's a there's a bunch of them for about fifty or hundred bucks you can get. So, having good technology, practicing with it, listening to your recording, looking at yourself on video as well. I think because I find I move too much as well. Even when I've watched myself on your Hangouts, I'm too. Yeah, I don't know whether it's it's nerves or what, but you move around too much and it doesn't look great. I, I noticed that with you, you're very good at sitting still and presenting. Oh, really? and presenting well, and I blush, so, you know, okay. we all have something we can improve. So practice, get your topic down, find your audience and uh, try out some of these uh, technologies as well. And I think that's one of the biggest things, the technology can kill you and if you've then got 150 people okay it's probably going to be difficult to get that number but if you've got say even 30 or 50 people listening and it bombs then uh, yeah you're gonna lose those people which is a shame so you might as well make sure it's it's uh... maybe one more thing that we we said this morning is um, just know that if you want to you know, run a business and run a successful business, you have to invest in it as well. I think we were saying this morning, you need to invest in the platform, in the technology, sometimes also just, you know, getting some help with that. There's, um, you know, a lot of people out there, including myself, hint, hint, who can <laughs> help you with, with, with setting that up. And, and I think it's important to invest in your business in that way. You don't want to just spend, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars on everything, but when it counts, uh, you you need to make it count. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I I also recently did with uh, the lead pages stuff, and now I've also been playing around with microphones. And initially, when I was blogging, I didn't see it as a business, and so any expense seemed too much because I wasn't really making any money. And even now, as I'm struggling to make money, it still seems too much. But I've realised that. You have to spend money to make money. What is it that companies are doing? They're advertising, for example, or they have a office. You know, they put money out there before they get money in. It doesn't work the other way around. No, and true. actually, I think if you do it the other way around, you're restricting yourself severely. You're basically choking yourself. Oh, I don't want to spend any money on a decent website or I don't want to spend any money on a mail list system. I want the cheapest one possible, which is what I did in the beginning. And then I moved my list to a pay system and I lost half of them. Yeah. 
And okay, it didn't kill me, but it was a big mistake because I didn't pay in the beginning, even though it's only, what is it, 10 a month or 20 a month. Um, and altogether, I think I spend, I don't know, 100 or something a month, which isn't for a business if you think of that as the basis for a business. We can start a business in our living room or in our in our office. You don't need a building. You don't necessarily need to, to start a company. You can do it all at home and spend 100 bucks a month or something. So, yeah, so invest in stuff. And uh, that was the other thing I think we were going to put your um, links on just to wrap up. You also have a link for uh, Webinar Jam as well. We're going to put that in the show notes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah so, so Webinar Jam is the one um, I'm using and I highly recommend. I think it has huge potential uh, because it has that yearly fee and it's much cheaper than, than any other other platforms. And if you want to start small and, you know, uh, Ashley and I started small too, so we totally know um, how that is. I have a little webinar um basics ebook that i've put together last year so that costs you only seven bucks at bitly.com webinar abc uh, you can download that if 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 you're serious about webinars and, and want to get started with that yeah and that's i mean if it's a summary of everything you need to do in one place then seven bucks is uh, a couple of coffees or something and that's often what i think when i buy something i'm like oh if i went out tonight and bought a few beers i would spend 20 or 30 bucks and and it's completely wasted. I mean, in a way, right? And invest- well, you, you can, uh, you know, easily find the information for free. I'm not saying that that's not the case. That's definitely the case. If you have time and you want to find the information and search on the internet, then you know, uh, if, if if seven bucks is too much for you and you have time, then do that. Search on the internet and you'll find the information there. But usually, you have to read. Yeah, at least I find when I was reading in the beginning, you have to read tons of stuff because there's a lot of... Takes takes more time. Yeah, there's a lot of garbage out there or you, you hear the same thing five times, but it's not necessarily from someone who's done it. It's just someone who's written an article about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's what John Ball said to me last week. He started this new Brainy Marketer, which is a collection of 13... He didn't want to use the word expert, but he said pros in their field. And he says, you can go to that website... And they're all there. You don't need to go searching for them because he's collected them all together because he knows they're all good at what they do. And that's in this day and age where there's a gazillion blog posts out there. I think that's that's really useful. Anyway, thank you again for round two of uh, webinar 101 for everybody. And I hope anyone who's interested in that will certainly have some basics to go off and do. We've, we've gone over them a number of times. And if you want um, some more help, Sarah's got her ebook there and i'll put the link in the show notes which is madlemmings.com slash episode 10 and that's the number 10 not t-e-n otherwise you can look at it on the blog post and uh, all of the ways to connect with sarah we'll have her address on there simplicity smallbiz.com and uh, linkedin is the best place to get hold of her and you prefer a personalized invitation of course which usually requires going to the profile right that's right. I think I get probably 19 out of 20 invites I get are all generic as well. And, yeah, it's nicer to have a personalized invite. So if you're on LinkedIn, <laughs> go to the trouble of clicking on the person's profile and writing them at least a sentence that you heard Sarah on this uh, podcast and would like to connect with her or with me or with whoever, but make it personal. It's nicer. We appreciate it. And we get to know you faster. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Ashley. And, yeah. Uh, Have a good day.
Okay, success this time. The microphone worked a lot better. There was a huge amount of crackling and, and unacceptable noise in the original recording, so I hope that one was uh, useful and full of tips for you on how to get started with webinars, technologies to use, and uh, planning, practice, all of those important things. And certainly if you've got no idea about webinars and uh, want a bit of a kickstart, jump over to Sarah's blog, simplicitysmallbiz.com, and have a look around, or you can get her uh, ebook on bitly.com slash webinar ABC, and I'll put that in the links in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and for taking the time to join us here on Mad Lemming's Online Marketing Podcast. I hope you had some fun, and I hope to see you next time. And if you could uh, spend two minutes jumping onto iTunes or Stitcher to leave a review and let me know what you think, any uh, comments would be appreciated, even on the blog post. It's great to know who's listening and what you think about these topics and uh, also any improvements we can make or uh, ideas for future podcasts. So welcome and uh, I'll see you in the next episode.